Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, when it comes to long-term care plans, there are actually two distinct options that are available in today's marketplace for long-term care insurance. And the traditional plans that have been around since the 1970s are what most people are familiar with. The other type of plan out there is what we call an asset-based plan, which is what I want to spend some time today talking about on the show. Now, asset-based plans are also known by several names. They are called hybrid plans by a lot of people, and they are also called linked benefits by the IRS. And think about a linked benefit. What I mean by that is we are linking long-term care insurance with another benefit. So that's where that name comes from, linked benefits. Regardless of what you call them, they separate themselves from traditional plans with one unique feature. And that's that they pay you back or they pay your estate back if you never use them. Now, although they've been around since the 1980s, the number of asset-based choices have grown tremendously in the last decade because of the passage of the Pension Protection Act. Now, several carriers have brought new plans to the market in just the last handful of years, but truthfully, most people and a lot of advisors are still not familiar with how these asset-based plans work and what the options are with inside these different types of plans. Now, before we learn about the options, let's just spend a minute and talk about the Pension Protection Act and what it did for asset-based long-term care plans. The Pension Protection Act was signed into effect in 2006 by President Bush. Now, it went into effect January of 2010. So the bill was signed in 2006. It took a few years. And then January 2010, it went into effect. Its main goal was to strengthen protection for workers who were owed pensions. So if you remember the old movie uh, Wall Street, Michael Douglas, you know, part of the, the, the whole premise of that show is these, these guys would go around and they would do these takeovers and they would try to buy these companies and then raid the assets, loot the assets. And one of the assets were the pensions. So you had these people that worked for these steel mills or auto manufacturing or, or whatever it was, and they had pensions. They had a big chunk of money setting in there. And these investors could come get control of the company, and then they would raid the assets and break it up and sell those things off. And so the Pension Protection Act was really designed to help protect people that had pensions coming from companies that they had worked at for all those years. Now, however, it was a few rule changes that had inside that Pension Protection Act that had a direct impact on long-term care insurance plans, specifically how they could be funded. That was probably the biggest change to these asset-based long-term care plans, and also they removed some tax consequences that existed inside the asset-based plans up until this point. So let's just break this down for a quick second, what I mean. The new tax advantages came in two different ways. Number one, it was allowed us to fund plans using a 1035 exchange. So we could use an existing annuity, or we could use an existing life insurance policy that had value in it, that had gain in it, and we could move that money over to one of these new long-term care plans and not pay any tax on the gain. And also, when we go to pull that long-term care benefit out, it comes out tax-free. So that was probably the big home run for the Pension Protection Act. If you have a deferred annuity that you took out a long time ago and it has gain in it, you could now move it over to long-term care insurance and pull all of that money out tax-free. So that was a big benefit. It also removed taxes that were inside these asset-based plans prior. So think of a CD. When you put money into a CD, you earn interest. Every year you get a 1099-I. You have to pay tax on that interest. Well, the older asset-based plans were treated the same way. When you deposited money to the insurance company, that money was earning interest. That interest in return, either all of it or some of it, was being used to buy insurance inside that contract. Well, the IRS said, well, technically what you're doing is you're earning interest and you're using that money that you would earn and you're buying insurance. So it's just like if you had your money in a CD and you were earning 
you know, interest and you were taking out that interest and you were using it to to buy a traditional long-term care insurance plan. That's the way they viewed it. So they tax that interest that you earned every year. So there wasn't a lot of advantages to those asset-based plans. They're very complicated and they were usually sold through somebody, an advisor that was working directly with the CPA and they could figure out, you know, some advantages. But as a general rule, those those limitations, those taxes were removed with the Pension Protection Act. So it took away some of those consequences and it gave us new ways to fund these plans. Now, since the protection, uh, Pension Protection uh, Act passed, and I'm going to tell you this is a tongue twister. I've got to say it three times, Pension Protection Act. Um, basically, since that came out in 2010, what that did is it really opened the gates for different insurance carriers to come to the table with their own asset-based plans. Before, there were just a handful of them out there, and now we've got a lot of carriers that have brought policies out in just the last handful of years. Now, again, remember the IRS calls these linked benefits, so we're saying we're linking long-term care insurance with another benefit. Well, the long-term care insurance is going to be linked with one of two things. It's either going to be linked with a deferred annuity or it's going to be linked with a life insurance plan. So this by far is the most popular, the life insurance version, and that's where we're going to see the most carriers that have brought out these products are going to focus on that. However, the deferred annuity has also been around quite a while, and it's a very popular plan. So there's quite a few carriers that have brought some of the new deferred annuities linked with long-term care insurance out to the marketplace as well. Now, each version has its own features and design elements, Both will provide a tax-free stream of income to pay for long-term care services, and both will pay you back if you don't use them. Again, that is the big takeaway on asset-based long-term care plans. Now, a word of caution here. Linked benefits or asset-based plans that I discuss here on Long-Term Care Radio are not annuities or life insurance with chronic care riders. Those exist. Those actually have been sold as long-term care insurance illegally for a long time. Life insurance or annuities with chronic care riders are very common, but again, they don't add any leverage to what the value is in the policy. And what I mean by that is if you have an annuity with a chronic care rider on it, you don't get any additional long-term care insurance. If you have life insurance that you can spend down with a chronic care rider, you don't get anything outside of the life insurance. Those legally cannot be sold as long-term care insurance. So one of the simplest ways to tell the difference between a chronic care plan and a long-term care insurance plan is the chronic care plan will only pay for a part of whatever the value is of your policy. So it's only going to, like, again, just think of the life insurance, $100,000 death benefit. You would never get more than $100,000 of long-term care. That's a 101G rider, whereas a long-term care plan, an asset-based long-term care plan, is going to give you a multitude of that death benefit. So a multiple of the value of that contract, whether it's an annuity or whether it's long-term care insurance. And so this is very key. And I even hate saying those words because people all the time are like, well, I have life insurance that I can use for long-term care. Well, when we look at it, not really. It's a chronic care rider. And there's a huge difference between chronic care plans and long-term care plans. Chronic care plans use that 101G rider versus a 7702, which is the IRS version for the long-term care. Chronic care plans have no additional leverage. They can trigger different than long-term care insurance plans, and they can require the situation to be permanent, meaning that if you have a stroke that you could heal up from, that may not trigger a chronic care claim. The benefits to pay for your long-term care services are not guaranteed to be guaranteed to be tax-free on a chronic care plan. This is very, very important. It's very confusing. It's the way the insurance carriers pay out the money. And the chronic care riders give the insurance companies a lot of flexibility on how they're going to pay, how a policy is going to trigger, where you don't get those options on a 7702. So a true asset-based plan that we talk about here on Long-Term Care Radio, and every week when I do a client of the week, if you hear me talking about asset-based, It's going to have a 7702B rider, which is what you want to look for. That means you have additional leverage above and beyond whatever the value of that contract is. So if you deposited $100,000 into the annuity, you'd have maybe $300,000 of long-term care. If you had a $150,000 death benefit, you might have unlimited long-term care. So that's the big difference on these asset-based plans. They're also triggered in the same way that a traditional long-term care plan is. And it's standardized. You need help with two out of six ADLs 
or there's a cognitive impairment. It doesn't have to be a permanent situation. You can turn on a long-term care policy on and off. So if you heal up from something, you can save the rest of the money to use again later. And the long-term care benefits are guaranteed to be tax-free. So again, the asset-based long-term care or the linked benefits are going to have some cash value in an annuity or it's going to have a death benefit attached to long-term care insurance, but that long-term care insurance is going to be worth more than the life insurance or the value of the annuity where chronic care plans do not offer that feature. And I'll tell you, I see a lot of it out there. I see a lot of people coming in with these quotes that say, oh, my advisor showed me this. And part of the reason why is too is that a person doesn't have to be trained or passed a long-term care licensing to sell a chronic care rider. So it's a lot easier for those agents just to sell an annuity with a 101G rider or a life insurance with a chronic care rider. So um, I want to teach you some of the differences on the different types of asset-based plans when we come back. But I've got to take a first break quick, so stick around. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. You just heard some ads there. We do have a couple classes coming up next month, um, live webinars. It's going to be on Saturday the 12th and Thursday the 24th. Um, the best way to sign up for those, obviously, is just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com, click attend an event, and then pick the one that you want, and we will send you out an email link, and all you have to do is click on that link, and you can watch the webinar. It is live. You're going to see me. You're going to be able to ask questions, and we'll go through all of the material that uh, we talk about here, what long-term care pays for, the different types of plans, how does um, the government plans, Medicare and Medicaid stack up. We'll cover all of that. So again, Look for those uh, on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Today, this week, um, you know, we're spending a little bit of time talking about the different types of plans, and I really just want to focus in on asset-based plans this week. So traditional plans are the plans that you just pay. They're like homeowner's insurance. You pay, you pay, you pay. Asset-based plans, you can structure different types of plans, but the one key thing, feature that makes them so popular 
is they're going to pay you or they're going to pay your estate back if you do not use the plan, whether you cancel or whether you just live a nice long life and you die and you never use long-term care insurance, the money wasn't wasted. Now, when I talk about these asset-based long-term care plans, I want you to understand there are two distinct different categories within these asset-based types of plans. So again, the official name is linked benefit by the IRS, meaning we are linking long-term care insurance with another feature or another benefit. So it's either going to be linked with a deferred annuity or it's going to be linked with some type of life insurance component. So let's start with the deferred annuity version of these asset-based plans. And I call these really savings-based plans because just think of a glorified savings account. Um, They work the same way. You deposit money into that account and it's going to earn some interest. And then inside that account, they're going to keep some of that interest based on your age to pay for the long-term care insurance. And again, that's a tax-free event now. You don't have to claim that interest that you earn as income. And they're generally going to give you three times leverage, meaning if I put $100,000 into my plan, I'm going to get $300,000 of long-term care insurance. So that's the standard three times leverage. We do have a company that offers a rider that will offer up to lifetime benefits, and you can pay that rider separately. And we also have a company that, depending on your health, like if you can't qualify for anything else, you can still get two times leverage. So you would double the value of your money that you put into the plan for long-term care. Um, These plans, the the savings-based plans, generally have easier underwriting because, again, there's no additional risk to the insurance company. Whatever you're depositing into the account is your actual value at that point. And then it will grow with interest depending on your age. Um, They are also generally funded with a single deposit. Now, The exception to that would be the carrier that allows us to put a lifetime benefit rider on there will allow us to pull out that rider and pay that separately, but the base policy is still going to be funded with a single deposit. So these are plans that are funded using a 1035 exchange with an existing annuity. So remember, you went down and you bought an annuity for $50,000. It grew to $100,000. Well, if you take that money out, you'd have to pay tax on it. Or if you take that $100,000, you deposit it into one of these linked benefits, these asset-based long-term care plans, you would now have $300,000 of long-term care. And when you went and took that out, if you used that $300,000 to pay for long-term care services, all of your money would come out tax-free. So even that gain. So that's what the 1035 exchange does. Without that, you would have to surrender your existing annuity, pay tax on that $50,000 gain, and then buy a new plan. So that's why it's so wonderful to have that 1035 exchange. Now, we even have a carrier that will allow us to use a retirement account like an IRA and take that same $100,000 deposited with the insurance company. They will spread the taxes out over five years on these. So you would get a 1099R for $20,000 for five years. And I've just got one carrier that does that, but it is an option if, if you're looking for a way to set up one of these savings-based plans using an existing IRA. Now, there are joint plans available, meaning I can have two people on the same plan, so they both can dip into that bucket of money and pull money out to pay for care. Um, if you use less than your account value, so if you deposit $100,000 and you only use $60,000 of long-term care insurance, the difference is paid back to the estate, the $40,000 plus any interest. If you earned any interest on that account over time, the difference is paid back to the estate as well too. Generally, what I want you to think of is if you took $100,000, you deposit it, it's going to turn into $300,000 of long-term care insurance. The insurance company would allow you to pull $4,100 a month out. So that policy would last you six years. All of that money is going to come back to you tax-free. If you put $100,000 into it and it grew to $150,000, you would then have $450,000 of long-term care insurance, and you could pull out a little over $6,000 a month. But again, all of that would be tax-free. So that's really the way these savings-based plans work. And they're really ideal for somebody who has cash on the sidelines and are planning to self-insure because it's just it's simply a better way to self-insure because of the tax benefits and because of the guaranteed leverage, and you get your money back if you don't use it. And what I mean by that is simply you can leave your money in the savings, or the CD, you have $100,000, that's all the coverage you have. If you put it with the insurance company, that $100,000 will turn into $300,000 of long-term care. So since your long-term care services now are costing you 33 cents instead of a dollar to pay for that care, and if you don't use it, that's still your money, you get it back. So just 
That's the annuity chassis, what we call the savings-based asset-based plans. Now, one of our other type of asset-based plans, it linked benefit plans, is using a life insurance component linked to the long-term care. This option is by far the most popular plan that we have, and it's used by the most carriers out there. So we have the most um, options to choose from when we're looking at these linked benefit plans. However, it uses a mortality and a morbidity component when they underwrite the file. And what that simply means is they look at things that are going to kill you, and they look at things that are just going to make you chronically ill. So long-term care insurance, if the stuff that kills you is actually good for long-term care insurance, but for life insurance, things that kill you, that's bad for life insurance. So it's a little bit different underwriting. So let's look at some of the key differences on these linked benefits using a life insurance component. Number one, most of the plans will offer coverage for about four to six years. But we do have carriers that go up to lifetime benefits on these. And, and that's, again, our most popular plan. It's the same plan that I have. Um, it offers me lifetime long-term care insurance. But if I don't use it, then there's a death benefit that is paid back to my estate. Unlike annuity-based long-term care plans, linked benefits, which usually give you three times leverage. So whatever you're putting in, you can just say, well, I put in X amount of money times three divide by 72, that's my monthly benefit. So that's my six years of coverage. These life insurance versions will give us more flexibility depending on our age, on our health, and how much long-term care insurance you want. Your life, long-term care insurance could be double your death benefit, or it could be even unlimited or anywhere in between there. So just a little bit different on the design, um, you know, factors that we have when we're looking at these policies using life insurance component as well. Another key difference is how these plans are funded. If we're using the linked benefit with life insurance, we can do that in a single deposit, just like the savings-based ones, or we can pay it over time. We can do it over five years, over 10 years, over 20 years. We even have a couple carriers that offer a continuous pay, which just means it's a guaranteed level payment until basically age 95 or 100. Now, we can also take a combination of those. You could say, well, I'm going to put X amount of dollars down in a single deposit, and then I want 10 payments after that, or I want five payments after that. So we have a little bit more flexibility in how we fund these versus the savings-based, those annuity-based policies. We're just using a single deposit to fund the plan. So that's another key component of using something with life insurance. They can also be funded with a single deposit out of a retirement account, and the taxes will be spread out over 10 years. Now, that's different than the annuity chassis. The annuity chassis, we can only spread those taxes out over five. But if we're using a life insurance linked benefit asset plan, I can spread your taxes out of a retirement account out over 10 years. So a little bit of flexibility there. If paid over time, so you got a 10 pay or you got a, a, a 20 pay premium, part of those premiums can be deducted by a business owner and part of those can be deducted if you have a health savings account. So there is going to be, that's the advantage of paying over time, is you may be able to get some additional tax advantages. If you use less than whatever the death benefit is in the policy, the difference is paid back to the estate tax-free always. Um, you know, However, if you need long-term care services, you can still have unlimited long-term care, which is just, again, our, our number one seller. I personally have that policy, meaning... I have a $200,000 death benefit on our policy, but should I need long-term care, I could pull $2 million of long-term care out tax-free. So a little bit more flexibility. But net effect, it doesn't matter if we use an annuity base or a life insurance-based long-term care plan. If you don't use the plan, it's going to pay you back or it's going to pay your estate back. And oftentimes, you'll get more money back than what you put into the plan. But the reason you get it is because you get that guaranteed leverage, that multiple effect, so three times what you put in or unlimited long-term care coverage should you need it, and that money comes back to you tax-free. So stick around. Uh, we need to head into our next break, but when I come back, I will introduce you to Jason, who is our client of the week, and I will show you how we set up an asset-based plan using a 1035 exchange love these plans. I'm excited to share it with you. So stick around. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. 
Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. Hey, and welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. So today we are talking about the asset-based plans. That's what we call them, asset-based plans. They're also called hybrid long-term care plans, and you're going to hear the technical name, linked benefits. I don't hear a lot of people calling them linked benefits, but that's what the IRS calls them. And really what I wanted you to understand is that there's inside that range. I mean, if we look at traditional plans, say that's cars. Well, there's all types of cars. There's sports cars, there's four-door sedans, station wagons, whatever there is. And then we have this other category out there, you know, trucks. Well, you could have all kinds of different pickup trucks and things like that too. And that's really what we're saying, the difference between traditional and asset-based. There's different versions in each of those groups. So today we're talking about the asset-based versions. And they're going to be linked, long-term care insurance is going to be linked with a return of premium feature that's either going to be a deferred annuity, so just think a deferred savings account that's earning interest, or it's going to be some kind of life insurance component that's going to have a guaranteed return benefit, meaning you, you say, you know, it doesn't, if you're, you, you put 100000 in but you're 50 years old, you might have $200,000 of life insurance and you might have unlimited long-term care insurance. So that's really the big difference on those. And then, of course, we have different ways that we can fund them. Well, this week, our client of the week is Jason, who is 53. Jason has two grown daughters that are finished with college, and they're both independent and doing well, so he's pretty excited about that. Um, Jason recently got engaged, and, you know, he's going to be getting married here. He's hoping, you know, with COVID and everything, that they can get it wrapped up this year. His fiance Julie, is a registered nurse and has an existing long-term care insurance plan that she got through her work years ago. So here's what the concerns are. Julie has two kids of her own as well. So Jason has his two kids. Julie has her two kids. They plan on keeping their finances separate to a degree, meaning that their retirement accounts and things like that are going to be, you know, they're going to keep those in their name. They're going to keep those separate. And that's what they were doing. They were sitting there going down through kind of some estate planning and trying to figure things out. And they just wanted to make sure that, you know, if something happened to one of them, that it wouldn't wipe out the other one's assets. Now, Jason wants to pay for care should he need it without depleting his retirement accounts or savings. So he realizes that now. He's like, look, I don't, you know, if something happens to me, I don't want to blow through my retirement account. I would rather have that money to use down the road or to pass on to my family. And when they met with their attorney and they were kind of planning things up, their attorney basically told them, I kind of talked about a few weeks ago on the show, that when you're going into a second marriage, you have a real problem when you're talking about long-term care. Because you can do a prenuptial agreement and you can say, I want these assets that I have right now to go to my kids when I die. That's I'm going to separate those out. So you can do that in a prenuptial agreement. Now, if your community property state, everything you have together moving forward would be different. But the problem is those prenuptial agreements don't do any good in a long-term care situation. So Julie had long-term care insurance, but if something happened to Jason and Jason blew through all of his retirement accounts trying to pay for care, Julie technically, if she was still married to him, would have to use her retirement accounts and her assets to pay for his care before Medicaid would step in. So that's what the attorney was just pushing out, that, yeah, you could do these prenuptial agreements and say, look, when I die, I want the money that I've earned up to this point to be able to go to my kids. That's fine, but if you you don't die and you end up in an extended healthcare situation, you could go right through that money, and you could very well end up going through your spouse's money as well too before Medicaid steps in to pay for any of that care. So those were some of the things that they were concerned about, saying, look, we're getting married. This is what we want to do. This is kind of our goal. Julie says, I've got coverage. I'm covered. You're not. We need to figure that out. So here's what we kind of found out about both of them. Jason was in excellent health. He had savings. He was still building his retirement account. In fact, both of them were kind of maxing out their retirement accounts right now during their, you know, they're in their 50s. And so they're just, they figured they got another decade to do that. They each sold a home. So they each had their own home and they sold that and they're taking the equity out of the sell of those homes and they're buying a new home together. So that will be their home. That will be their shared expense. 
Julie's going to have a pension when she retires. Again, she's a registered nurse. She's going to have a pension and she will have a retirement account and she has her long-term care insurance plan in place. Jason really liked the idea of saying, okay, if I get a plan, I would love that money to go back to the, the, the girls, to, to his daughters, if he doesn't use that plan. So that was something that he's kind of interested in. He wasn't sure how he wanted to pay for a long-term care plan, but he figured probably over time, because he did not want to dump you know, what little savings he had into the plan and be completely broke on savings. And most of his other assets were in his retirement account that he was working on, and he did not want to, you know, you got to pay a penalty if you're under 59 and a half and you're trying to pull money out of a retirement account. So, so those were kind of some of the concerns that we were looking at. Now, what we ended up doing for Jason is, is just based on the Pension Protection Act and based on the funding options that are available now because of this new law. And this was what was so great about this. We designed an asset-based plan that would give Jason the long-term care insurance that he needed, as well as a death benefit that would pay back his estate if tax-free if he does not use his long-term care insurance. Now, remember, when I was going through the assets, Jason had retirement accounts, he had some savings, and he had some life insurance. And so I said, let's talk about that life insurance. Jason's life insurance was permanent life insurance, or what we call whole life insurance. It had value in it. It actually had a surrender value or a cash value, which means if he canceled that plan today, there would be some money under in that plan. Now, again, under the Pension Protection Act, you can use a 1035 exchange, which allows you to fund a new long-term care insurance plan with an existing life insurance policy without any tax consequences. Now, the only time there'd be a tax consequence is the gain in the policy. So if you paid, say, you know, $100,000 in premiums and the policy was worth $125,000 if you canceled it, that's when the IRS would say, okay, now you have to pay tax on that $25,000 gain. Same as, you know, with, a, with a, an annuity. Annuity works like a CD. You earn interest every year, but it's deferred. And it's like a retirement account. They defer the taxes. So you put 100000 in, it grows to one twenty five. Well, you'd have to pay tax on that $25,000 gain. But using a 1035 exchange, we avoid that tax. And that's the beauty of these plans. We are able to do what we call a 1035 exchange if we have value, if we have growth in the existing policy, and not have to claim that and pay income tax on that gain when you move that policy, that money out of that policy. So anyway... We looked at that policy. He did have cash surrender value. And here's what's great about this. Jason's existing life insurance policy was had a death benefit of $250,000. He took it out years ago uh, when the kids were young and he was working. Had a cash value or a surrender value of about $163,000. So it was actually, you know, I, I don't think it was the best design policy. He should have been had more death benefit as well too, but it, but that's okay. He ended up getting some good cash value and some good growth on that. And he was currently paying a premium. Remember, he still had this policy in place. His annual premium was right about $4,200 a year. So that's how much he was paying every year for, to keep this life insurance policy active. Now, the great thing about this, that's a guaranteed level payment. It was whole life. But his cost basis in this policy at this point was about $96,000. So again, he had $163,000 of cash value, meaning if he surrendered that, he would have to pay tax on the $67,000 gain inside that policy. The cash value just performed really well for this policy. I don't have a problem with that. What I don't like on that is usually you want to use some of those, those dividends that you're earning to buy some additional life insurance down the road because what that would do is would grow the death benefit so that you know it would kind of keep up with inflation. But regardless of that, he had some good, meaningful coverage and he had some cash value in this plan. So this is how we funded his plan. We said, look, you don't have to worry about paying over time, Jason. You already have a plan. We're going to simply take something that you have in one pocket. We're going to add a bunch of features to it, and we're going to stick it right back in the other pocket, and you're going to be happy with the results of this because this is how it's going to work. So we applied for the new long-term care policy, and basically once Jason is approved, then we contacted his existing life insurance company and said, we want you to take that $163,000 of surrender value and transfer that over to the new insurance company to fund this policy. Now, this cancels his existing policy when he does that. So when we do the 1035 exchange, 
it cancels his existing life insurance policy, and that money, the value of that policy, is now going to go over tax-free to the new insurance company. Here's what Jason got out of that policy. Again, his initial deposit was $163,000. He is going to have a $228,000 death benefit day one, but that's not why we got it. Now, remember, he had $250,000 of death benefit, and he was staying, still paying $4,200 a year for it. So this new plan, because you know, actually life insurance premiums have actually come down a little bit, but for the $163,000 of cash value, he gets $228,000 of life insurance. But remember, on these asset-based plans, these linked benefits, the life insurance is just there to return premium to the family. His long-term care benefit, day one, is $664,000. So again, that's over just about three times basically what the death benefit is. Now, he can pull out $8,562 a year for six years. That's his bucket of money, $664,000 today. He can pull out $8,500 a month, so that means that policy will last him a minimum of six years. This policy also has a 3% compound inflation rider on it. Now, that inflation rider is not going to grow the death benefit. It's going to grow... And it's not going to grow the cash value. His surrender value and his cash value is going to stay, you know, it's going to, it grows a little bit over time, but it's pretty static. What that 3% inflation rider does is it grows his long-term care benefit. So now when he's 72, he's got $1.1 million of long-term care insurance that he can pull out at $15,000 a month. And when he's 82, he'll have $1.5 million, a little over $1.5 million that he can pull out over $20,000 a month for six years. So that's his long-term care insurance plan. That's what we got it for. So he's going to start out with 600000 He makes it to age 82. He's going to have $1.5 million. And guess what? He's not paying any premiums. He's not doing anything. And oh, by the way, he still has over $200,000 death benefits. So if he doesn't use the plan, he gets the, the $200,000 paid back to the estate. Now, here's the icing on the cake. This plan has what we call a guaranteed minimum death benefit. So remember, he had a total of $250,000. This plan's going to give him 228 day one, and then the death benefit's going to settle out at about 205000 So that's going to be his minimum death benefit, just if he goes out and dies and never makes a claim. But let's say that he does make it to age 82, and he lives for six years, and he pulls out $1.5 million of long-term care insurance, and then he dies at age 88, well, he's going to get a guaranteed minimum death benefit of $41,000 paid back tax-free to the estate. So that's what I call a funeral fund. And folks, I'll tell you, if you're driving in the car right now, I mean, you're probably, your, your eyes are probably rolling back in your head because I know numbers are hard on the radio and I don't ever want you to focus on the numbers on this client of the week. What I want you to understand is the value and the options that we have. Jason had a problem. He needed long-term care insurance. He took an existing life insurance that had some surrender value in it, $160,000, just handed that to the new insurance company, and they said, here, we're going to give you $600,000 of long-term care insurance. We're going to give you, put a 3% inflation rider on that so it grows over time. And, oh, by the way, you still have life insurance if you don't use it. This is a win-win-win. And the best part about this, this is what just made Jason so happy. He doesn't have to pay the $4,200 premium anymore to keep this life insurance policy in place. His life insurance policy that he had, he, you know, that $4,200 annual premium was keeping the policy in force and it was growing the cash value. But again, you don't use the cash value. You're, you're using it for the death benefit. That's what you really want. If he just surrendered that policy and took that $163,000 out, he would have to pay tax because he hasn't put $163,000 in there. So that's the game. And that's what that 1035 exchange does. So I will tell you, if you are someone out there that bought a life insurance policy, a permanent life insurance policy a long time ago, you have surrender value, you have cash value in it, folks, you have long-term care insurance. If you're healthy enough to qualify, you pass the underwriting, you can just simply do the 1035 exchange. There's absolutely zero tax consequences. And you talk about everybody being happy. I mean, you know, Jason's fiance is just tickled pink on this because she knows now. She's like, look at this. This is a great policy. Another cool thing about this policy is it's a cash benefit. So if he goes on claim, the cash comes in. So his, his wife is or his fiance is a registered nurse. So if she ends up providing care, well, they're just going to have that extra income coming in. He can pay her. And so it's a t still a tax-free benefit. The way these cash benefit works 
plans if you're under $12,000 a month, which he is, he's going to start out at about $8,000 a month. He is, that money is tax-free. So he can use that to pay for care in a formal setting, or he can use it to pay for care in an informal setting. He gets that same benefit either way. So I've got to take a break, come up for air. As I always do, I get excited on these client of the week. But when we come back, I want to discuss why someone might choose one type of asset-based plan over another. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, thanks for hanging out with me this weekend on Long-Term Care Radio or during the week if you're listening to our podcast. Um, you know, which reminds me, if you do catch part of this show on one of our, our live radio programs, you can, and you miss it because you're in and out of the car or something's coming up, you can always jump on our website at 525longtermcare.com and just click on the radio tab and you can sign up and you can get the podcast there. You can ask your smart speaker to play the most recent version, whatever it is. Now, you heard the ads. We do have classes coming up next month. Believe it or not, I mean, we're rolling into March. It's right around the corner. So we've got classes on the 12th, which is a Saturday, and on the 24th. So depending where you're at, if you're in Rocky Mountain time, that class is going to kick off at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and it's going to kick off at 4 in the afternoon on Thursday. If you're on the West Coast, which we have quite a few listeners on the West Coast, that's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff on Saturday morning, and it's going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff on the Thursday afternoon class. And again, these webinars are live. The It's not a recorded webinar. This is a live class. And the beauty of that is that when we go through the material, then you can shoot your questions in. And guess what? I'm going to read those questions. You know, I'll keep you anonymous, but I'll read your questions so that other people can hear those. And they might come back and say, gosh, that's a great question. So, But what about this, this, and this? I didn't understand that. And that's really where a lot of the learning comes. And that's why we do these classes that way. COVID kind of forced us onto the Internet. 
And it's actually been a blessing because we've been able to reach a lot more people and it's very convenient. And then when you're through, Madeline will always just be able to shoot you out that recording so you can watch that again. And we'll give you a book um, that we put together, a guide to long-term care planning. And it's only for people that come to our webinar. Again, the reason behind that, you know, that's a reward to you. Thank you for taking the time. Be your own advocate. Learn about long-term care. We're not here to sell you something. We're here to help you plan. We're here here to help you, you know, design a, pl- a custom plan for you and guide you through the process versus, hey, this is the product we sell. You need to buy it. That's not what we do. We work with all the major carriers and we'll kind of go over the options and try to figure out what's the best option for you and what's the best way to fund that. So again, the webinar is 525longtermcare.com. Just click attend an event and we're going to do that every month. So if you can't make March, just stick around, keep listening to the radio show, educate yourself. And when you're ready, jump on one of those webinars. So this week I talked to you a little bit about the asset-based plans. IRS says linked benefit, meaning we're linking long-term care insurance with another component, either an annuity or a life insurance. The difference is under the 7702B, as in boy, rider, which is true long-term care insurance, the traditional pay-as-you-go are considered 7702 products as well. These linked benefits offer an extension. So you get more money back for long-term care than you do for life insurance. You get more money back than just the value of the annuity. And that is the key with these programs. Now, based on those different options we talked about, why would somebody choose one plan over another? Meaning, why would you go after an annuity-based linked benefit versus a life insurance-based linked benefit? So let's discuss this because there are several reasons. The number one factor out there we're going to look at is your health. So you will see on our website, we talk about the pre-screen. That's where we start. Remember, life insurance is going to have some kind of death benefit. So like, for instance, our client of the week, Jason, gave the life insurance company $163,000 today. But if he gets hit by the bus tomorrow and he's gone, they've got to pay him $228,000 out. So that's the risk. That's the risk the insurance company has. That's what they call the the mortality risk, where if it was a linked benefit using an annuity and you put $163,000 in, that's going to earn interest. But if you're hit by the bus tomorrow, you really didn't have time to earn interest. So the insurance company didn't lose anything. They can just give you the $163,000 back. So because of that, there's a little bit more underwriting. There's some more questions. There's some more things, factors that we have to consider in order to get the life insurance component, you know, because unless you're in your, your 70s or 80s, your, your death benefit's going to be higher than what you deposit, even when you do a single lump sum. So your health is a big factor. The, the annuity-based, those savings-based plans are going to be the most liberal on the underwriting because there is not a mortality component. They're not worried about whether you die tomorrow or the next year having to pay additional money that you gave them. They're just going to give you your cash back plus whatever interest it earned. So health is a factor. The second thing that we're really going to consider, all things being equal, let's say you're healthy, why would you choose one over another? Well, if you don't have a, if you have a lump sum, let's just go that way. Excuse me. If you have a lump sum, you could use the annuity chassis because that's usually funded in a lump sum, but on the life insurance side, you have many options. You can do a five pay, you can do a 10 pay. And if you're going to fund over time, that's going to be something that we have to look at because I cannot fund a savings-based plan over time. They're going to be done in a lump sum. I can fund some of the rider. Like I do have a carrier that will allow us to do a rider, but again, you still have to have a meaningful lump sum in, you know, right up front to deposit that. So we're going to look at your funding options. And then lastly, the factor that we're going to look at is Tax deductions. If you are a business owner, you will probably want to go with something linked with a life insurance component, and we could spread those payments out over 10 years because depending how you're structured, if you're a sole proprietor, an S corporation, a partnership, even if you're an employee with a health savings account, the IRS is going to say, hey, you can deduct X amount per year for long-term care insurance. They're going to give you a number each year, and it's going to be based on your age. And it goes in 10-year blocks, like 60 to 70 and 50 to 60. So we would look at those. I would just put one together this week for a client of ours that's a business owner. And once I found out his business owner, he says, well, I'm an S corporation. I'm like, okay, so we would probably want to carve this out over 10 years because then you guys can deduct. I think they could deduct about $9,500 this year because there's two of them. So they'll be able to deduct $9,500 right out of the business. 
If you're a C corporation, well, then I can do a lump sum because I can technically still deduct whatever portion is just going to the the, the um, long-term care insurance, but the carrier has to separate that out, and not all carriers do that. So that's just another factor we look at. So again, why would I pick one over the other? It's kind of like I'm saying, okay, if we're going to say asset-based plans are like you know the truck category, well, why would I pick a two-wheel drive versus a four-wheel drive? You know, why would I pick a F-450 over an F-150? You know, maybe you're pulling, you know, a, a horse trailer or whatever it is. You need the bigger truck. So we're always looking at your particular situation and trying to figure out how we design a plan that's going to be right for your situation. And then number two, part of that is what's the best way to fund one of these plans? So hopefully that helps. I just want you to understand that when someone says asset base, hybrid, or a linked benefit, these are all the same type of plan. It's just a different name for the same type of plan, but within those names, there's different versions of product. And we can design different plans based on using some of these different products. So it's just like a traditional plan. We have lots of options, joint plans, single plans, but the difference is they're all going to pay you back if you don't use them. There's always value in the plan, unlike a traditional plan, and that's what's made these so popular. So I appreciate uh, everybody tuning in. Thanks again for uh, um, sticking around with us this weekend or listening to us on the podcast. Um, Again, two classes coming up in March. The classes are free. You do have to sign up for them so we can get that link out to you. The the website is 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. And let us know if you have any questions. We have lots of information there on the website. And I'm going to be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.